Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus 1,000 bonus cash on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month for 1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Carousel Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 331-2022. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for Season 2. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring up the holy hand grenade. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. <laughs> Arm yourselves, America. This is Defenders Live. Welcome to the Fitters Live Mojo Five O Radio. It's Tangent Tuesdays, which means we have Carrie live with us. Sadly, the AI had to be put on a reboot, so he won't be with us Aww. tonight. Yeah, it's terrible. Sleep too mode bad. is yeah. Well, you know, you, you, when you go without too much sleep, you really get deprived, and you know, with machines, you just got to turn them off sometimes. They need a break. Yeah, absolutely. Just like all of us, they need a break before they do. Mm-hmm. Break. And so it's mm-hmm. a bad idea. So I, I, I made sure to to turn him down um, and put him away in a very safe place. He'll be back. Don't worry. Tomorrow. Good. It'll be fine. Nobody's dead. With that being said, it is Tangent Tuesday, which means we do have Carrie with us. And uh, I've got to find the music here because, uh, you know, he's usually... I am ready for a miracle. That's it. Yeah, that one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and I think here it is. Oh, here it is. Oh. Yes. Yes, we are. We are definitely ready for a miracle. Carrie Malinek with us tonight. Uh, we have tons of fun stuff to talk about, to think about, to, to play with here. Now, tonight we would be doing some schmaltz, but since the AI is not available, we will hold off 
to Darn. to Carrie's dismay. I am so disappointed. Massive dismay. You know, she was ready for this. Uh, Whoa, she she, me. she had been cooking bacon for the last two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, she went through and made sure that that schmaltz was nice and solidified. Oh, oh that, yeah. Oh, that bacon gray jelly. gold that it was. And yet. And yet. Well, what a disappointment. Shoot. I know. I know. It's so that's... disappointing hearing that uh, the AI was booted down for the night. Yeah, I know. I know, and it's it, it's really my fault. I should have I should have turned them off sooner, but I forgot. So yeah, my, well, my apologies. You know, you know, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. Thank that's you. why I'm here mm-hmm. for, for for being there. And and giving me that way out. All right. Michael's dad on the Twitters. Uh, software updates don't always work out as planned. The hot fix should be finished in three hours. Thank you. I know, right? It'd be fine. It'll be all good. It'll be all fine. Here you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, as always, it's been a weird week. Has it? Why has it been weird? Well, it's just... The, the, I'm it's still, only Tuesday. I know, but I'm not used to the scheduling still. It's messing yeah. me up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you find um, – well, now, wait. When you go in, it's regular, no, right? But when no, you're, no, no. When I go in, it's from like uh, 7 in the morning to 6 at night. So it's longer days too. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, which really messes me up because, you know, I like to be home at a certain time and actually be able to like – make dinner and stuff and i haven't been able to do that when i go to work and that yes yes okay so is there like a witching hour that you find like every day where you're just kind of like i'm i'm done i have to like be in my own space and Mm. uh that's that's pretty much the entire time i've at work yeah Uh oh okay (laughs) there's no witching hour there's a witching day just a witching day yeah Yeah, it's like hey guys um here's what needs to happen today Uh, bye-bye Gotcha. Okay, so in normal, normal situations with normal traffic, normal work days, normal work weeks. Sure, yeah. Do you prefer um, morning traffic or afternoon traffic? I don't care. It's both bad. Okay. So uh, with with where I work and how I work, I, I actually don't have as much traffic as most people do. I have to travel north. Um on a on a major interstate so there's basically no traffic going up in the morning and coming back down i i miss the major traffic jams generally on a normal day because of what time i leave so it's really that's not awesome. bad yeah that's awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's not bad at all it makes it uh very easy for for me to get going very cool oh i'd much rather I, I need to leave work by a certain time mm-hmm. in normal world because afternoon traffic, I'm, I don't like morning traffic, but afternoon traffic, I'm done. I'm just, I just, Oh yeah. You're dead by that time. Back off. I just want to be home. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I don't have like church bumper stickers or the Jesus fish or anything because you know, you're afternoon. Rage. I am done. And somehow I've turned into a heathen. <laughs> So what you're saying is, if we get Carrie tired enough, she'll be yes. like oh. she'll be like one of us. My my kids, they love again in normal world. They love Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Sunday evenings or Sunday afternoons, I'm so tired. Just Sunday mornings are, are amazing and wonderful, but it's a lot. And, uh, and so. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, Carrie, Carrie. No, we lost the Carrie connection. This is not good. All the bad things. Carrie. <sighs> this is sadness. Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> All right, hold on. We're going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do this. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Carrie. And we're going to call her. Carrie. Here. I'm calling you. Oh, okay. Where? T- turn off your video. There we go. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do audio only for you because okay. your video keeps cutting out. Okay. Is it on right now? Yeah, you're good. Your, your, your video's off, so we're good. Totally good. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoons, what happens? My kids, they love Sunday afternoons. They ask me questions, and Sunday afternoons, it's, my answer is kind of a standard, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> and usually I'm a pretty involved, like, let's think this one through. Let's make a smart decision together. Uh-huh. How much sugar have you already had, or how much TV have you already had? Hey, or- Mom, can I have this, like, five-pound bucket of chocolate? Yes. I don't Whatever. Care. I don't whatever. do it. It's Ask fine. your dad if it's something that really needs a, like some thought from an adult. <laughs> if you need an adult, <laughs> go somewhere else today. <laughs> Kinda, yes. Yeah, so they they think that's great. Oh, uh, sure. but they do bribe me for staying up late with them. They'll bribe me with back back scratches and Aww. so yeah, it's sweet. Mm, it's very sweet. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's great. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, anywho, <laughs> anywho, um, uh, so so yeah. you have uh, you actually brought some stories with you today. Um, I did. So why don't we try to dive into one of these? Which one would, would you prefer to start with? Well, um, I, I got to be honest. Um, as we get into the second story, <laughs> we're gonna hear it for the first time together because ah. I still I'm um, didn't end up getting to finish reading it, so mm. I have no idea, but. Um, so which is preferred? First, so we'll start with the first one. All right. Um, and this is this. Maybe it's a good thing that Dylan's not booted here. down right now yeah. because maybe so he gets pretty worked up when about we certain talk- things. Yes. Yeah. And this is not about homeschooling. So mm, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do have a story about schooling and homeschooling, but we can continue oh. on. So. Ooh, Maybe. that sounds really good. Oh, okay, yeah. and anytime I love talking about homeschooling and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, so this one, so there is, um, I saw a headline and I thought, okay, I got to read this, mm-hmm. where Norma McCorvey, who is better known as Jane Roe from Roe versus Wade, the uh-huh. uh, the Supreme Court case that legalized abortion in the United States. Um, she supposedly or apparently made a deathbed type of confession, which it's kind of interesting. Well, we'll get to this in a second. But um, and her uh, her confession was that 
um, when she had come out uh, against abortion in 1995. Yeah. Um, well, you ring the bell for coming out. That's funny because she actually did end up having a girlfriend. But um, yeah. But, when, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, when she came out uh, against abortion in 1995, well, in 2017, she said, or 2016, I can't remember. She died in 2017. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if she made this confession, and I use confession very loosely here. Well, I mean, Um, this is her confession. This is her confession um, that she she was just paid. (laughs) to say that she was against abortion, but that it was just an act. She says, um, she says, I was the big fish. I think it was a mutual thing. I took their money. This is that she was given money, uh, by anti-abortion groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd put me out in front of cameras and tell me what to say. And that's what I'd say. Uh, she yeah. said it was all an act. I did it well too. I'm a good actress. If a young woman wants to have an abortion, that's no skin off my, a- uh, took us ah, ah look at you good catch <laughs> that's why they call it choice <laughs> um which i think is kind of interesting because usually so w- when someone generally gives a deathbed confession mm-hmm. um it's usually you know something terrible seeing the right? error of their ways right confessing something repenting well, I mean, I wouldn't say that this is this isn't repenting. I think this is just clearing the air. This is the one thing that probably bothered her. Like uh, my my acting, my fake, affected the world in such a dramatic way. I think that's what's going on here. Okay, I don't know. I just you don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like it makes her a little more untrustworthy well, i mean if duh well i know <laughs> all right all right but no seriously like it just i wonder why she had the abortion in the first place i wonder why she went through all of the rigmarole of that although you find out well and i don't know that much about her mm-hmm. um but in the it talks about her um her story and um and how she had uh, a uh, a past history of abuse and sure. um turbulence in her personal life she mm-hmm. was married as a teenager mm-hmm. she ended up having a girlfriend and i just think it's it's she's kind of messy which we all are we're right. all messy yes. but it's it's interesting because a lot of people. I don't know tend what you're talking use... about. I am very put together. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I and am then... so clean. <laughs> so clean. I know. I, I can know. almost That's... say that with a straight face. I, well, and and the camera's off, so I can't. Exactly. See you. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. That's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you should be able to tell. So you can tell if somebody's smiling in their voice. Yes. You can. I can tell. Mm hmm. I can tell you're smiling. Yes. Um, so I just think it's really interesting that, you know, a lot of people use their deathbed confession to, like I said, repent, ask for forgiveness. And here she's, she, she finds it a great time to say, oh, it was all a hoax. It was all a lie. I just did it for the money. But yeah. she was used 
by both sides. She was used by the machine of both, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. left and right, a political, you know, both both sides of the political spectrum. Correct. Um, the first time because they jumped all over the um, the lawyers jumped all over this woman who who was pregnant with her third child. Um, she needed to, you know, didn't have an education, was right. poor. She yeah. couldn't travel. She Terrible. couldn't get a... Li- so they used her, propped her up as this, you know, spokesperson, um, poster girl for abortions. And, um, and I see it, it where she said, um, you know, women make mistakes. They make mistakes with men. And things happen. All right, you can't right, stop it. You can't right. explain it. It's mm-hmm. just something that happens. Well, you can stop it and you can explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it doesn't just happen. It, th- there is no such thing as just happens. No. There's, no. There's an action and a reaction and a continuation of those actions, which then lead to another action. And then that action leads to possibly having a baby. There has been one immaculate conception... In all of history, and that guy was crucified. <laughs> and I, well, yes, and, uh, and it was not Norma McCorvey. No, so, no. Um, yeah. So, and I, I, the the craziest thing about this, um, this all is in a um, a documentary about Norma McCorvey, and it's mm-hmm. called AKA Jane Roe. And I think it's really interesting that now the premise from the director who, who wanted to approach this story. I thought it, it, I mean, as a story, I think it's kind of interesting, you know, the, the perspective he's taking because he looked at this and said, okay, there's, there's something more to, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing. This is, I mean, Roe is a real person and she has a real story and Mm -hmm. she has a, you know, complex life. And, and I want to see that. And I, I, I think that's, that's probably where they're going. But, but, yeah, he's stupidly. Um, Nick Sweeney is the one who uh, directed this. He said, um, he said his goal was not necessarily to stir controversy. D- uh, um, <laughs> lie! What a no lie! One can bring up abortion without knowing that there would be some sort of controversy. And I do. And like he said, he he wanted to create a fully realized portrait of a flawed, fascinating woman who changed the course of American history, of course. but felt she was used as a pawn by both sides. Well, she was used as a pawn, but she also by both sides, but she sold willingly, herself look, as uh, a pawn. Okay, okay. Look. <laughs> right? Look. look. If you... This is, some, this is something that Dominique Izzo says. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to steal it for this moment. Okay. You, you can't rape the willing. Right. You weren't being used as a pawn. You were willingly taking somebody's money, which right. you knew the moment that you took their money that you would be acting, meaning you would become a fake person mm-hmm. for the purposes of being used. Right. As a propagational tool for future reference. You know right. that. You know that going into it. You can't not know that going into it. I am going to represent falsely this side of an argument in the Supreme Court. 
Yes. Whether she you w- whether you win or lose, you are going to be referenced forever. Right. <laughs> so right. Uh, yeah. I, I there is no there is no being used as a pawn. No, you were not a pawn. A pawn is unwittingly used and tossed aside. You knowingly walked into a situation, let yourself be taken into any direction, and then walked out. Well, yeah, she even said they they told me what they gave me money, told me what to say. Cameras would turn on and I'd say it. And then you walked out. (laughs) So how do we how can we believe that she didn't do that the first go around? And she ended she did not actually have an abortion. Right. Um, She gave the baby up for adoption. But um, so she never had an abortion. mm -mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, No, mm -hmm. no. But she fought for abortion. She fought for abortion until. 1995 when she didn't right because she said you know maybe that's a bad thing right 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 Right. and it was and she she did that in 1995 she um she was baptized she became a christian Mm -hmm. and for two decades so that's 20 years she was fighting against abortion Right. But here she says she was used for that. Sure, because she was used. Now, if she was actually fighting against, maybe she should have fought against to get the original ruling overturned. Wait, we'll say that again. Maybe she should have gotten. Uh, maybe she should have fought to get the original right. ruling overturned. Right, 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 right. Like, oh, yeah. I was wrong. This was a bad idea. This was stupid. I got paid as an actor. By the way, courts, I fooled ya. It's just weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. There are a lot of things that are kind of bizarre. And I also, I mean, I was just talking about documentaries with a family member. And and I said, well, you know, a documentary. I, I, I like documentaries. And I watch them, though, knowing that whoever's presenting it has a specific point of view that they want to get across. They have they have an agenda. Whether I agree with the agenda or not, mm-hmm. Um that's neither here nor there. Um, but you know, I mean, anyone knows how you can edit so much. I mean, she, I, I don't doubt that she, you know, has flipped a few times here, but, um, but, uh, I'd also be interested to know, you know, what Nick Sweeney is, um, really trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know that too. But before I do that, I need another sip of my coffee because just thinking about this makes my head hurt and coffee makes it better. Our coffee Mm. got here on Saturday and it was a happy, happy day. You see right now I'm drinking the chocolate biscotti. Have you ever had Mm. that one? Mm -mm. Oh, Oh, so good. I made it a little strong, but it's still so good. A little stronger than normal, but oh man. Oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It literally tastes like he dipped the chocolate, like just left a chocolate biscotti in there and let it melt completely. And there's no crumbs or anything. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. So our, our coffee, like I said, it, it arrived yeah. on Saturday. Right. I had to open it up and make some right away. Yes. Cause it was still early enough that I knew I wouldn't be up all night. Good. So good. I, you know, you take that whiff of the, the, when you open up the package, and, oh my gosh, it's 
amazing. And I ran into the other room where Keith was and I said, oh my gosh, smell this. It smells so good. And, and, uh, and he said, oh, okay. And, and he, he said, um, I, I need to taste this now. And he took some of the grounds. Mm-hmm. And I said, it, you're, it's not going to be okay. Like, you're not going to like this. <laughs> you're not going to like this as grounds. No. And he's like, I know what I'm getting into. And so he took some and he ate some coffee grounds and then we just brewed it. <laughs> I mean, was he okay? Did everything work out fine? I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he, you know, chewed a mouthful or anything like that. But it was just funny. It smells so good that you want to just eat it. Oh, yes. Right then and there. Yes. You that don't want to wait for it mm, to brew. That it is definitely true. amazing. Oh, uh, it's it's so good. Every single bag of coffee that I've had from American Pride Roasters, which, by the way, we're talking about American Pride Roasters. AmericanPrideRoasters.com is where you go to get it. Um, every single bag I've ever had, uh, the immediate, like, you open up the package that, that, that these bags mm-hmm. come in, and one, at least one, if not two or three of the, uh, of the flavors, you immediately get knocked down with, with these, this intense aroma of awesome flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's so good. All it does is it, exactly your reaction. It just makes you want to go make a cup of coffee. Yep. And so I do. Every time. That's the best part of the morning. Waking up, starting it, and the, knowing I'm going to have my quiet time. Mm-hmm. With your coffee. With my APR coffee, too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> AmericanPrideRoasters.com. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Don't forget, right now, you can get a time for choosing, full pound. And when you do that, you get half off. So it's only 7 bucks for a full pound of the Washington. Go try it today. Both of them are amazing blends. Mm. No flavor, no flavoring, none of the rest of it. They're just really, really well roasted. Really solid cup of coffee. Go check them out today, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. Well, heck, that means that it's time for commercial break, and I think we deserve one, especially after that first story. <laughs> <sighs> we'll be right back, folks, right after this. I'm Michael Pelka from PuroPelka.com with your two-minute drill. So Donald Trump tells the world he's taking hydroxychloroquine and zinc under a doctor's care, and the media loses its mind, and Nancy Pelosi lost her mind, and she even fat-shamed the president. This actually happened. He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientists, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. These Democrats are crazy. Nancy Pelosi, obsessed with the science, never mind the doctor and the several doctors that deal with President Trump, and the people in the White House every single day, the best doctors in the country, I'm told. Now you have to fat shame the president? Okay, he could stand to lose a few pounds, but he's not morbidly obese. He's not. It doesn't qualify for that level. But, you know, Democrats will do what Democrats will do. Speaking of Democrats, Joe Biden surfaced, came up to ground level at the BBN, the Biden Basement Network, and did a broadcast where he announced he's giving Donald Trump a nickname. 
Trump was out there tweeting again this morning. I call him President Tweety. President Tweety, I'm betting that doesn't stick. Hey, remember when Biden said he wasn't going to give Trump a nickname? Reluctant to give him any nicknames. Reluctant. So I guess it's not a complete double standard from a Democrat. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. President Tweety, come on. Michael Palka's two-minute drill is powered by MojoWildRice.com. Their wild rice is a superfood, gluten, sodium, fat, and cholesterol-free, yet high in fiber, protein, zinc, phosphorus, and trace minerals. But you're going to love it because it's delicious. MojoWildRice.com. MojoWildRice.com. Welcome back, everybody. Defenders Live, Mojo Five O Radio. If you haven't know, if you haven't heard, that's iHeartRadio, the Mojo Five O Radio app. We are live Monday through Friday, nine PM Eastern. You can also find, and it's by the way, it's a twenty-four hour radio station, talk radio, libertarian, free speech. If you want the most diverse. Uh, listing of, of of ideas and philosophies and cultures and personalities on, in talk radio. Check out Mojo Five O Radio. Uh, pretty much any time, if you tune in and you hear a different show that you've never heard before, I promise you it won't be the same stupid jabber that you hear from all the rest of the media. We we do our best to make sure that we express who we are, what we are, and why at all times. Now, we all we don't all believe the same thing. We don't all think the same way. And that's what makes good radio. Mojo Five O is your free speech station. Check them out, Mojo50.com. That's Mojo50.com. You can get your wares, your gears. Heck, you can even get uh, uh, CBD oils over at the shop. If you use the promo code Defenders when you go and look, you get 15 bucks off the price of your CBD purchase. Go check them out today, mojo50.com. And don't forget our website, doaeshow.com. That's doaeshow.com. So, Carrie. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adam W. Johnson over on the Twitter says, uh, I'm confused. I thought Carrie said that her deathbed confession was that she was paid for the charge uh, for the change of heart later on. And Stephen Airy is talking like she admitted to being paid in the beginning. Which was it? I'm lost. Well, okay. So she admitted to being paid at the very uh, 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 on her deathbed. She admitted to being paid from the very beginning. She had a change of heart about her position in the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. So, from uh, when she was an originally a paid actor on the Supreme uh, at the Supreme Court until the 1995. Once 1995 hit, she then changed her position and became an advocate on the opposite side. On her deathbed, she then said, well, I was paid to stand in front of the Supreme Court, stand in front of the cameras, and tell a story. Right. I'm. Uh, was she paid by I, – I know she was used as she, – She was paid as an actress. Well, okay, so I know she was paid as an actress by – anti-abortion groups Mm -hmm. 
But was she paid in the um, in the original? In the original Roe, yeah, she, Roe she was Wade. being used again. Yeah, she was being used. For I it. knew she was being used. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if she was being paid by the first. So she was paid by one group and then by the next. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, that, that's one of those things. Like, I, I don't. <sighs> what makes uh, what makes no sense to me is once again, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go one way and then go the other. Right. And then you're going to admit to basically lying to everybody and putting up a giant charade and using this using this stuff as, as a platform to to hurt people in general. Well, this is just so weird because she had I mean, she had once said, I'm on what I call the right side of the movement now because I'm fighting for life instead of death. Right. And when she was asked if she thought Roe v. Wade would be overturned, she said, yes, I hope so. Right. That's what, that was that was also a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. let me ask you. Yes. Do you think that Sometimes. the way the yeah same here? Uh, <laughs> do you think that the way that you read the scriptures actually reveals the state of your heart? Oh, we're going to this story. Yeah. Okay. Why not? It's a good well, question. It is. It is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's also, it raises a little concern to me. Okay. Well, so because, I, just, mm-hmm, just so you know, I always, be, I, I'm a firm believer that the more you read the Bible, like even the same stuff over and over again, the more you find in it. I'm not, I don't necessarily yeah. believe that your state of mind or your, your, your heart changes the way that you see or find things but i do think that every time you read it you will find something different yes and god's word is performative and it is transformative right absolutely so i i totally agree with that Mm -hmm. um and and to say read that read that title one more time please how you see scriptures reveals Mm -hmm. the state of your own heart yes okay so that's that's where I get I mean it's I'm not gonna say that's wrong. Right. But I it it weighs it raises a little bit of concern because mm. the the object of that sentence is self, right? Like it's <laughs> you focus you focus too much on a person, on your individualism. It's concerning. Uh-huh. Um you know how it's the concern of the title, which is what raised my interest in the article in the first place, is mm-hmm. that it's going to be about me, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be about the author or whoever's reading it. It's not mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. God's word does or what God's word says does, or at how least it in applies, the title. <laughs> right? So, um, I'm you know, uh, I'm a Lutheran pastor, and Lutherans are are all mm. about mm. not mm. navel gazing, not uh. looking at the self, not looking at who we are, and I mean, not like that. That is not to say that we don't examine our lives and we don't, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. But when we look inside, we find. I mean, we just talked about messiness earlier, right? Um, we find chaos. We find Always. sin. We find sinfulness. Yes. Um, and the, the, and the, the further you look inside of yourself, the, the less happiness you'll find, honestly. 
Absolutely. And you can begin spiraling in weird ways. Yes. And it's very interesting. I had this sort of epiphany um, not too long ago about about that sort of thing. Like the um, we quickly can turn ourselves into our own idols, even if it's oh, yes. a spiral of. I'm, you know, in sin and I can't mm-hmm. believe this and I can't, you know, even if it's a, it, it's a spiral of confessional yeah, difficulty, and, whatever. Anytime it, you focus too much on yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. It's kind of that, that issue. You start thinking about yourself more than you think about your God. Right. You become your God. Right. I mean, you become the most important thing to yourself. Which, mm-hmm. for all libertarians out there, is probably really hard to hear because <laughs> the self is the well you know, most important. Okay, so libertarianism, I get it. That's it's it's more about leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Yes, right. I get right. it. I got that. I understand that. But helping people doesn't necessarily get doesn't necessarily hurt the leave you alone, leave me alone thing. No. In that way, I would say that, you know, being a libertarian and also understanding the idea that, you know, you can help people Uh uh, is a good thing. Focusing on other people doesn't necessarily mean you're not libertarian, you know, because as long as you're not hurting people with that focus. Right. (laughs) Right. And you're not you're not necessarily I wouldn't say you're necessarily forcing an idea on people, but just helping them in general, or focusing on the needs of the many outside of yourself. Right. Um, so so I think this is kind of interesting. She is um, this writer, this blogger, mm-hmm. um, starts what she's discussing or what she's kind of going through here is the Gospel of John chapter 15. So she said she read through this, and this is where um, Jesus talks about how he is the vine mm-hmm. um, and the the um, God is the vine dresser. And and it's it's really interesting because I just did a devotional on this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And um, – and, and I agree with what she's saying here. She says that, you know, when you read that, it can quickly, like you can quickly mm-hmm. spiral out of control with where it talks about those who don't bear fruit are like the branches that are thrown into the fire. Uh, and, yeah, you know, yeah, and, it's, uh-huh, and yeah. it can be read like, oh, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can seem really, really scary when you think about that. But um but mm-hmm. Christ as as a as a Christian, we are told in scripture that it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and we're given his spirit. And yes. um and so it, you know, any of the fruit that we bear, and it does talk about the pruning that happens as well. So, I mean, there, <laughs> there is quite a bit of pruning. There's uh, a lot of pruning that you know, happens. Fruit dies on the vine that doesn't get pruned, by the way. Right, right. There you go. So, you know, in here he's saying, I appointed you mm-hmm. as, you know, to go and bear fruit. And and he continues, this is in where he's talking to the disciples before he's 
going to die. Right. And um, and so he's talking about, you know, you have this. You are you can bear this fruit. You will bear this fruit because and it's so cool here, he says, because I abide in you like like I abide in my father, or I will abide in you as and you think about this, um, and this is kind of where my devotional was a couple weeks ago where I actually talked about how, oh, you can read this scripture and just, it sounds scary. You know, the, oh, am I the one that's going to be thrown into the fire? Am I doing enough? Am I, and A, <laughs> the author, I really like this. The mm-hmm. the author makes a very big point of saying, right. we don't earn through anything. We don't earn our salvation, right? Right, right. There is so, no earning of salvation. You can't so earn it. Just let's put that aside. That well, is, that is a gift. We're there. You right. Know? Well, uh, let um, me let me let me ask you a question because this is where the thing people think because uh, uh, abide is an action word, but it's an action word that doesn't necessarily take an action. So, do you understand what I mean by that? Okay. So, well, well, this is what I think is so cool is, and I think we might be able to answer your question in this. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, then. I'm wrong. And I don't yeah. know what the deal is. This is a tangent Tuesday. This is a tangent. It's fine. My go knee ahead. Go, itches, go, go. So I'm scratching my knee, but then I realize it hurts. I have a bruise on my knee. Oh, good. And I don't have a clue of how I got a bruise on my knee. Ah, uh, is it your high knee or your low knee? <laughs> it's a dad it's joke. It's a dad it's a joke. joke. <laughs> it's dad joke days. That's me all day long. Um, oh, my goodness. You're poor, sweet children. Yep. <laughs> I feel bad for them too. Um, so it's what's really cool with this is Jesus is talking to his disciples. You know, you think about when he first called his disciples, when he first was talking to them and, and meeting them and calling them to be a part of his life. He says, follow me. Yes. Follow me. And mm-hmm. he had them follow him and um, and live with him. And he was their teacher. Mm-hmm. Right before he dies, he takes it up a notch, more yeah. than a notch, right? Uh, he like says, instead of follow me, he says, abide in me and mm-hmm. I will abide in you. It is that opening up of such an intimate relationship that has not been experienced between God and man since before the fall. And we aren't just following Jesus. We're not using him as our guide. Mm-hmm. He is in us, a part of us has given us his spirit, has poured out his love into us, right? So it's it's a whole different, I mean, that is way bigger than bearing fruit or um, not bearing fruit because it's the spirit who bears that fruit through us, right? I mean, it's it's the fruit of the spirit. Um, so I, I just thought that was really, really cool. So this, this author is saying that, um, she's actually saying, you know, don't, don't read this with that heavy heartedness. Oh yeah. No, this is, this is a jovial moment. This is, this is a lighthearted moment, a heart, a moment of, of joy. Right. It's an idea of, you know, abide in me, trust in me, rest in what I have taught you and what you know of me. Yeah, it's it's just it's actually very exciting to read this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
And so she's saying, and I think this is where she's saying um, with that title, it can show you the state of your heart. But I think that, and this is where that caution comes in because then she's in her article saying, well, the the scripture, you know, is a mirror to your soul and what you see when you read words in scripture is what God, God wants you to see. And, and it's, so, that, well, that's the question. Is it actually a mirror to your soul or is it what God wants you to see? Because there's a big difference. That's a good point too, Stephen. It, hmm. Well, it is a big difference to me anyway. Yeah. If it's yeah, a mirror to your know. soul, okay. If it's a mirror to your soul, that means it's literally just reflecting back to you what yes. what your soul is about. But if it's something that God wants to put into your heart, that's not a mirror. Right. Good point. Good catch there. Yeah, I mean, the, that's a really good catch. That's not something that you can say and and also add in the other portion. It's it's one or the other here. Um, if the Bible is uh, is the Word of God, then it's not a mirror, right? Because the Bible what do, does the Word of God does one specific thing. If you read it and you keep keep reading it to understand it. It will take your crooked, twisted self, and it will press up against you and straighten you out. What does the prophet Ezekiel write? That <laughs> the Lord says, I will um, take this heart of stone and 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 uh, turn it to, oh my gosh, where is this? Ezekiel, hold on. Uh-oh, uh-oh, well, I mean, uh-oh. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, what? heart of stone reference. I know. <laughs> Turn it to flesh, I believe. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll take this heart, your, your heart of stone. Is it thirty four? Ezekiel thirty four. I will make it flesh. Um, I don't remember exactly. I've 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 read it a couple times, but I can't. Uh, you know, I, I am not a. I am not a reference verse person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, I got you. Memory verses are not my thing. I understand it, but mm-hmm. memory verses are not my thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, well, and that's where, you know, I actually, this is something that I, um, teach in one of my, uh, witnessing classes. Um, we talk about that where we talk about that, you know, when you're talking with someone, when you're sharing, um, Jesus, when you're sharing your faith with someone, uh, you don't have to be chapter and verse, right? No. And we all know, I mean, you certainly can. Mm-hmm. Um, of course you could. You could do the full chapter and verse and the whole deal if you want. I am, I'm much more of a, like I just did, you know, like, oh, it's in Ezekiel. <laughs> uh, it's something around, but here's what it means. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Because it's just... When you go back to what oh, you were saying, Ezekiel thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. There you go. But when you're going back to the uh, to the abide portion of it, you know, it's yeah. here's what it says: By this the Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have mm-hmm. I loved you. Abide in my love. Mm-hmm. I keep my commandment. Sorry, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I kept uh, my Father's commandment and abided in His love. Yeah. So it's it's more of a reference guide for you. It's it's if you abide in me as I have abided in 
my father. If you do well, this, if you do it, this, if you do this, well, you will I, bear I, fruit. I think that to point out that Jesus does abide in his father, his father abides mm-hmm. in him. I mean, it's the triune God, they abide, right. but, um, but we're given that we're invited into that. Exactly. That's, and that's why this is, communion. this is written the way that it is, at least by my understanding, this is written as an invitation. Right. Well, so, so I'm, I am reading a little more with this, um, author and, and it's so interesting because I think there are some, I think there are some great things that she's pointing out and you can tell with her writing, she really wants, I mean, she talks about how, um, how she wants, like she was washed over with peace when she read this and, mm-hmm. and that she wants, you know, she ends her thing saying, um, she, she prays that whoever's reading this is, is walking in his peace today and, and get into the word, let it transform your life little by letter, little mm-hmm. as if we can let it do anything. You the cannot. word will. Once again. <laughs> the le- word does what it does. You are a crooked mess. <laughs> the word of God presses up against you and straightens you out. It, that's it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, uh, and I, I so I appreciate that. I appreciate the the heart she's coming from. Mm-hmm, I yeah. think that she's coming from it with great intention and um and I hope, you know, I I hope that people get that out of there. Oh, I'm sure they will. And that's 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 kind of the best part about it, you know, is if you decide that you're going to read this uh, read this article or uh, anything else about it, you can take it pretty much both ways. Yeah. And uh, if you decide to take it the way of, you know, idol idol worship and self-worship and all the rest of it, yeah, you can find it in there. Mm-hmm. You can find it in there because we're, we're fallible people. We don't know. We trip over our words all the time. Yep. Um, the way that we speak and the way that we communicate is, is often <laughs> filled with misunderstandings, misconceptions, and uh, the wrong idea about what we're trying to push forward. So I can see that. I could easily see that. Well, think about this. I mean, we all process the world through whatever lens we have, you know. So, I mean, I will always process the world through the lens of being a woman, having you know, kids and mm-hmm. however it is, you know, um, I will never, ever process this world like an accountant. <laughs> Got it. So you're not very numerical is what you're saying. So right. so Le- Leviticus and numbers, not so much. Um, actually, when I was studying Leviticus in seminary, I was surprised because it was, and I'm reading it right now, mm-hmm. um, much, much better than you I thought. Ah, so is it Deuteronomy that really gets you? Is- no, I like Deuteronomy too. Nice try. <laughs> no, it's you know what though? It's funny because in seminary I had a I had a class where we were it was an Old Testament class and we mm. were talking about something and and I remember reading in um Exodus and Leviticus where it has all of the explanation of the architecture mm-hmm. and the you know how things are built and and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is I mean, it was hard to get through, and I hate saying that because it's God's word, so it's all valuable and it's all 
I mean, it's, yes. it's all good. Um, but, uh, um, in my class, I had a classmate who he was, um, he was a cabinet maker and mm-hmm. he loved all of the architecture and he loved all of the details with the, the, how the ark was supposed to look and, um, the, that's the ark of the covenant and, right. um, and how all of the different materials and, and it was really cool to have that discussion and find out, you know, and just to think, oh yeah, okay. So like, <laughs> this is really, <laughs> I mean, I know it matters and I know it means something, but, um, you know, I mean, we all have those little myopic yep. worlds that we get stuck into. And um, I'm always surprised when people don't process the world like I do. <laughs> well, yeah, and I can understand that. I, I can completely understand that. And that's mm-hmm. that, that's just one of those ideas that we – not even an idea. It is an understanding. We right. as human beings will always process the world slightly differently than each other. Right. Um, yep. As such, we have this uh, influence bubble, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, yep. And that, that bubble of influence that we that we carry around with us does affect how we see things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to, 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 be, to be able to penetrate somebody else's uh, bubble is, mm-hmm. is uh, a mastery in itself. Yes. Yes. And that's where we um, find the fruit of the spirit in uh, goodness or generosity or well, mm-hmm. love, joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Oh, all of them. All those love, things. Yeah. All the joy, things. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness. <laughs> yes. All of those things and more. Um, you, you know, you find. Yeah. You find the fruit of that. Um, when you actually serve people, because it goes to the un- understanding, the idea, you know, how did Christ love us? He always looked to the other. Right. Always, always. looked to the other. Always. And not only that, but he loved us in service. And in word. Right. And, and in word. Talked. But I'm saying, you know, it, it was, you know, how did he love, the, yeah. how did he love his disciples? <laughs> he washed their feet. Right, right. That's that's a very lowly job. Right. Did you ever see John Christ's um, uh, comedy routine on on the foot washing that's going on in weddings? <clears throat> really funny. No, I haven't. But now I have to look it up. I'm going to have to do that now. Yes, it's very very funny. John Christ is a funny guy. I'll he is. He is very funny. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've heard some not great things and I try to, I, I have no idea either way. Right. But. So, so before we go. Yes. You're, you're obviously, we've been talking about this. You're very religious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So principal apologizes after a very religious school assigned hardcore porn as homework for 11 <gasps> to 14 year old students in Britain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What was assigned? Um, the Archbishop Sentamu Academy. 
in whole England assigned a homework uh, homework for his pupils. Uh, they required they define terms such as transvestite and hardcore porn. Oh my gosh! They noted that the such subjects such as pornography, soft porn, hardcore porn, transsexuals, blah 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 blah, all were part of the topic line. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think this is one of the once again. I'm really glad I homeschool because even though you know my child may hear me say that word now because one of them is still awake. Uh-huh. It's not one of those things where I'm going to allow them to actually go look at that. It's called protection. Right. You you keep your right. child safe. <sighs> All right, time for the bells. We're going to get to it. Good evening, Mojo 50. I'm Leprechaun, and here with the bell count grade for the day. Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. Today we had three missed innuendo bells, 34 actual bells, two rim shots, one scream, one boing, and six, uh, excuse me, nine leftover claps from Friday and Monday. <laughs> it was really like it. it was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.